0: Joining me on the line is Rudy Rockman. Rudy is serving right now in harm's way. He's an IDF paratrooper in the reserve. He Spent the first four days of the war in Kfar Aza. That is one of the hardest hit places in Israel where um, where Hamas terrorists murdered over 100 people. And he saw firsthand the depravity of of what was happening right there. So Rudy, first of all, I, I hope that you're healthy and hope that you stay healthy and uh, and Godspeed on, on taking it to these, uh, these pieces of human debris. I, I wanna start by asking what your experiences were on uh, in going into Kfar Aza, because we're already seeing the the Holocaust level rewriting in real time. It's pretty amazing. The Holocaust denial rewriting in real time that nothing happened is all fake, uh, that, that the uh, that Hamas actually Hamas itself is attempting to walk this back and pretend it didn't kill civilians. What did you see when you went into Kfar Aza?
1: I mean, you have to understand that I'm a reservist soldier, so it's been 10 years that I've been out of the army. Now, we do training every single year to prepare for a day like this, but no one could have ever imagined or been prepared to see such savagery. On Saturday morning, Shabbat morning, also Sukkot, it was still holiday, I get called up by my reservist unit saying to come back to base. Within an hour two hours, we were back on base. And an hour shortly after that, got sent straight to Kfar We got there. There were countless bodies of men, women, and children, not just shot but stabbed to pieces, blown up, burned, the most horrendous scenes that you could ever imagine. And this wasn't a, a war zone of soldiers versus soldiers. This was a whole community that was attacked and completely annihilated, and so it was horrible to see, but this is why we're here. We're here to prevent this from happening.
0: So Rudy, how's morale on the ground? How are you doing? How's everybody there doing? I mean, obviously, you know, we're in America and in America, there's there's some distance and as close as it feels, there there's, there's still, there's no distance over there. So how, how's morale on the ground? What are people thinking?
1: You know, Ben, you know, as a Jew, we've been through a lot of things throughout our history, 4,000 years of history. All the greatest nations have come and tried to destroy us, and we've overcome. We've overcome because we've come together and we stick together, and that's exactly how we are in Israel. They can take our lives, but they can never take our morale, and they'll never be able to destroy us. So we're staying strong. We're preparing for the worst, but we're hoping for the best.
0: So, Rudy, the the world is... um it, there, there's been a very bifurcated reaction. The, the immediate response is, obviously what Hamas did is terrible. Obviously what Hamas did is evil. We'll light up buildings with blue and white, the Israeli flag on, in, in Nuremberg and the, the Israeli flag uh, on the Arch of Titus and all the rest. Um, but I think everybody who's been following you know, what goes on in Israel is expecting, and, and is already beginning to happen, the shift in tone as Israel has, does what it has to do in the Gaza Strip. So first of all, what is the goal in the Gaza Strip? And second of all, why do you think that the world is immediately shifting into defense mode for Hamas?
1: Well, first of all, the goal in the Gaza Strip would be to take out Hamas and to save the Israeli citizens who have been kidnapped. You know, it's not only to free uh, Israelis from the terror that Hamas is doing, but also to free the Palestinians. I mean, the majority of the Palestinians in Gaza are human beings, innocent like anywhere else, any other population. And they also suffer under Hamas. Not a lot of people say, well, we don't hear them speaking. Well, there's no freedom of speech under Hamas. If you say anything, you'd be automatically killed. So we need to remove Hamas and Hezbollah and other authorities that are completely dictatorships over the Palestinian people and the people of the region, and they're forcing them down. Now, in terms of why the narrative is turning against uh, Israel and people are supporting Hamas, well, you know, they didn't care about Palestinians when they were dying by the thousands in the Syrian civil war, they didn't care about Arabs and Muslims when they were being killed by the thousands, if not hundreds of thousands in different massacres. They care about this issue because it has to do now with the Jewish people in Israel. And the world is obsessed with Israel. If you look at the far right, they see us as the left. The far left sees us as the right. You look at the black supremacists, the Farrakhans, they blame us for being the problem. You look at the white supremacists, they blame us for being the source of the problem. You look at the communists, they blame us for being the capitalists. The capitalists blame us for being the communists. The death of Jesus, blame on the Jews. The economic situation post-world one, blame on the Jews. The black plague blame on Jews, COVID blame on the Jews. Literally anything and everything that's wrong with this world, it's always blaming the Jews. And the one thing that all extremist groups agree on is that the Jew is the source of the problem. So this. Effort of trying to support Palestinians is not really to help Palestinians. It's a way to attack Israel. And I do support Palestinians because Palestinians are our cousin. You know, 30 to 60 percent of Palestinians actually descend from Jews that were forcibly converted to Christianity and Islam over time. So we're much more related than we think. But we need to create a reality here where we can transcend our differences and build something to achieve our aspirations. But it doesn't happen with Hamas clouding our minds and manipulating narratives in order to convince people that the only way to help human lives is to be against Israel and the Jewish people. That's the issue
0: here. So, Rooney, um, you know, obviously uh, everybody's expecting uh, ground assault on, on the Gaza Strip in the coming days. Uh, the, the Israeli Air Force has been pummeling uh, Gaza City. Uh, the Israeli Air Force obviously has been warning everybody, despite all of the media coverage suggesting that Israel is seeking to maximize civilian casualties. Hamas is obviously seeking to maximize civilian casualties by telling people to stay in the area What do you expect upon arrival in the Gaza Strip?
1: I mean, we hope we don't have to do that because I know that if I go into Gaza, my entire unit, not all of us are coming back out. And that's the sad, unfortunate reality. We're prepared to do it. And we know that we're most likely going to have to do it. But the reality is that I don't want to take any life and I don't want any of my friend's life to be taken. But right now we're in this situation. We have to deal with it. Hamas is to be taken out and we're ready. If that's what it's coming to, that's what it's going to come to. But I think after the smoke settles, we need to all look in the mirror and realize How can we change this and not just understand the what? You know, when they're talking about Palestinians dying, well, why are they dying? Let's not just talk about the what. If you only talk about the what, then you don't care about changing. You know, you go to a doctor, you tell the doctor your symptoms, they're going to try to find the source of where those symptoms are coming from. So Palestinians dying are a symptom of Hamas shooting rockets onto Israeli civilians from civilian areas from their end. They're shooting rockets from schools, from kindergartens, from universities, from households. And what does Israel do? Israel has no other choice but to fire back. And in an amazing way, Israel tries to prevent casualties by sending SMSs, by calling the phones of people in the region, telling them to leave, by sending a knocker bomb, which is a pre-bomb that's just like a loud firecracker noise, to let people know that there's an actual bomb coming, by sending leaflets through a drone written in Arabic warning people. It's trying to do everything possible to minimize casualties. But Hamas not only wants to maximize the casualties, on the Jewish side and wants to maximize the casualties also on the Palestinian side why in order for them to sell this narrative to the world that they're suffering and for billions of dollars to run and all those leaders not only of Hamas but also the Palestinian Authority why are they billionaires it's not because they invested invested in cryptocurrency at the right time it's because they're making money off of the dead civilians that they are pressing and we need to be put an end to that
0: so Rudy, the, you're in the reserves. Uh, one of the big issues that, that people in the United States have been seeing is a lot of requests for resources to the reserves. Uh, you, you have a, a website that we will drop in the notes here. Uh, Israel.raisgiving.com slash causes slash front lines if you, you want to give. Um, a lot of questions about why exactly there needs to be material shipped over there. Where, where Why are there shortages? So maybe, maybe you can explain in the first place why exactly – the IDF doesn't already have all this stuff ready because I've been hearing this as well. They're short bulletproof helmets, vests, magazines, water pouches. Like you would think that they should have been better prepared for this sort of thing.
1: I mean, Ben, we went into war and some of my friends went with running shoes. We didn't even have enough boots. Boots, knee pads, vests, helmets. Those are the basic things that we need to be able to defend our land. And as reservists, obviously, we have less accessible resources than those that are currently in the Army. And the Army was not prepared for this, unfortunately. And so, yes, we do need help right now. You know, although we're on the front lines, the people that are behind us are the people that are supporting us. And we did create this site in order to buy gear for the reservist unit for us to be better prepared in the next mission we go to.
0: Well. No. That is Rudy Rockman. Good luck. Haslacharabah. Hazak Vemat. really appreciate on behalf of all Westerners, Americans, and obviously Jews, what you're doing to uh, and, and all of your compatriots in arms are doing in order to rid the world of the scourge that is Hamas. Stay safe out there. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is the Ben Spiro Show. We'll get to more on this in just one second first. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free